0: Coming up today on Eagle Eyes on Tech, HP goes back to its anti-friendly practices in regards to its printer ink, meta lays off even more of its own staff, AI gets a huge, huge upgrade, I cannot understate this enough, huge upgrade, and Apple is still planning on screwing you and its customers with certified cables, all that and more coming up today on Eagle Eyes on Tech. Good morning, got good evening, This is the guy's on tech. I am Falcon. Better. Better on the first try. Although I don't think anyone got the name of the podcast. <laughs> I can't believe I was getting tongue-tied for like several weeks straight. That's just embarrassing. Absolutely embarrassing. We have a lot to talk about today. I will say this much. Um, we're gonna be kind of scaling back the podcast quite a bit just because, um, I need to, it takes way too long to do the much longer Eagle Eyes on Techs. And I think in the grand scheme of things, it is going to be far, far, far better to just do shorter podcasts that just include the most important tech news stories, even though I have a tech news story about a glass trackpad, Uh, did I say trackpad? I meant mousepad. But at the same time, we talk about things that are actually important, like the fact that HP may have, in fact, just bricked your printer thanks to a firmware update that is blocking third party ink yet again. They stopped doing this for a while because they got pushback, because they had legal threats brought against them. But guess what? HP and they're insisting on making me wonder why I ever defend their printers, continues to go ahead and take people like me who have had great luck with HP printers and just hang us out to dry by doing BS like this. A firmware update has gone out and and has made it so that your printer will cease to function if the ink or toner cartridges in your printer does not have the HP chip in it. And quite frankly, it is absolutely stupid stupid that they do this sort of thing because it's freaking ink and of course we all know why they do it it's greed it is a hundred percent greed you want to know why you go into an office nowadays and you see either a n- brands you don't recognize or b a metric metric ton of a metric metric ton of really 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 old hp printers this this right here is why. One hundred percent, this is why. it is infuriating. it is it's in it's just mm. I cannot stress how much this just irks me, and it irks me in so many ways that it should not. because we've been past this. We shouldn't be doing this kind of thing at all anymore for crying out loud. And you know what? I really do hope. I really, really, really do hope. That this goes to legal battles again just like it did before and i really do hope that it's not some governmental body that does it because here's the thing with the governmental bodies and the eu is guilty of this as well the fines that are imposed are nothing compared to the amount they are they are making by moves like this i would love to see it be some big corporate firm that just had their entire office building worth of printers bricked because of this, and then expects due compensation on a massive amount to actually make HP hurt for this kind of anti-consumer nonsense. Ugh. Have I made it clear yet that I'm not a fan of this move by HP at all? Because I absolutely am not. And quite frankly, even if you're just like, oh, well, I, I just use, I use Canon or I use Dell. First off, if you use Dell, you're wrong. Second, if you think Canon Lexmark and all these other ones are not going to make moves just like this. Just watch if HP gets away with it, I guarantee you every single one of them will do it too. Unless someone slaps them back. Someone in chat says it seriously reeks of greed, hundred percent. There's no, there's no way to defend this, Like I try to view things from every angle possible. There's no other way to view this other than. Frickin' greed. Speaking of greed, Meta has launched a paid verification service on Instagram and Facebook. And stop me if you heard this before. By paying a monthly fee of eight dollars, you get a blue check mark next to your name saying that you are verified by something, but then also have your posts gone ahead and chat's telling me to stop. I'm not gonna stop. And have your posts boosted to the top of, of search results. Have you heard this before? <laughs> yeah. Meta is getting super greedy on both Instagram and Facebook. And honestly, I'm going to hate this a lot just cause first off a, it's a bad plan that everyone should have looked at Twitter and said, wow, that was terrible. We told you it was terrible. Why'd you still do it? What's wrong with you? And now it's Facebook clicking and going, you know, I think that thing that almost killed Twitter was a brilliant idea. Are you kidding me? (laughs) You know what bites about this? I can actually speak for experience on this. So aside from this podcast, I've done it. I've mentioned this several times that I have been doing a lot of pushing lately on other social media platforms with my Twitch page showing a whole lot of clips. We're currently posting clips every day on TikTok, on Instagram, on Twitter, and on YouTube. The Twitter numbers are pretty much what you expect, you know, in the maybe one dozen if you're lucky. TikTok's weird. TikTok's either like high or low. It's like, it's a roller coaster, man. YouTube's very similar, but usually evening out a bit more. Instagram, I am actually stunned how well... Clips of my Twitch channel do on Instagram like they're getting a constant 1 to 200, as well as getting daily interactions. It's actually surprising. Guess what? Gone. Because if you don't pay, now all of a sudden, your stuff's just going to go to the bottom. And the people who paid are going to be shoved to the top. It's such a terrible, terrible plan for everyone involved. And the part that bites about this the most is that here. Someone in chat mentioned this is how you be a fake influencer. But here's the best part: you get a verified badge. It's the only way to get this badge now. There's no verify. There's no verification system on Instagram or Facebook. On Twitter, that badge is soon going to be the only way you get you get the blue checkmark badge. Other forms of it are going to be different colors, so everyone will know. You paid for special access. You don't even have the same problem like you do on Twitter, where it's just like, oh, hey, if you want a verification checkmark, just go ahead and buy this. And now you can go ahead and successfully impersonate someone on Meta. There's no such checkmark system, (laughs) which means you're verifying nothing other than that you're a Mark Zuckerberg shill. (laughs) How long is it going to take? for people to realize that if they have a check mark on their name, it doesn't mean they've actually accomplished anything in the social media space. It just means they went ahead and just paid the Mark Zuckerberg tax. This is actually crazy. I can't. They're actually going through with it. We talk about how there is rumors and reports that they're going to do it. It is now in place. It's in place. Just in case you thought there might have been a tech CEO dumber than Elon Musk. Don't worry. The Zuck has got you for this. Oh, but as, as though it couldn't get much worse for meta meta will be ending news access for Canadians over in Canada. If online news act becomes law, how many times have we heard this threat? We hear this threat. I'm not even kidding. Like it, it feels someone in chat says a thousand times. It feels like it. We hear this constantly First it is Australia. Then it was the EU, then it was a different chunk of the EU, now it's Canada, all of them do this. And what ends up happening in the end is that uh, every time it ends in some kind of deal with royalties to keep the news flow going. But here's a thought for you. All right. Let's pretend Meta actually makes good on their threat that no news articles will be allowed to be post on Facebook if Canadians put this law into effect. Does that mean that Canadian Facebook will actually be better than the rest of the world Facebook? Think about it for a minute. That crazy uncle that found that weird article from that one site that no one trusts except for him, he can't post it anymore. Poof, that entire toxic aspect of Facebook, gone. Any sort of political discourse, no one can post sources about their bad take on the, on the political state of the world. Despite the fact that whatever they're talking about, I guarantee you is infinitely more complex than they're making it out to be. Poof, gone. Like at first it came in my head as like a dumb joke, but they might be onto something, it might actually make Facebook a hospitable place to be. Not a good place to be, just a hospitable one. Just one that you could tolerate existing in, not l- unlike world of Warcraft. Uh Crazy, crazy, crazy stuff. But while Facebook goes ahead and contemplates whether they need to worry about getting rid of news and also going ahead and having a paid verification system for blatant greed, Facebook is doing some other money-making measures. And by money-making, I mean money saving by cutting loose yet another 10,000 jobs. What the heck is going on in the tech sector? I swear we have had like a grand total of what? 50, 60, 70, 80,000 jobs cut in the tech sector recently. It's probably way more than that. And it's just in the past few months. And that's, of course, just the ones that are just like massive cuts that were announced. There are still plenty of other just like, oh, yeah, we had to cut this department here. That's 25 people gone. That kind of thing. What is going on? There's actually been a lot of theories kind of looking into this. Mine, of course, has been it's been the Occam Razors uh, logic. The most obvious solution is probably the correct one. The economy is doing badly. They're trying to save money by cutting roles they don't need. That's what it seems like me. Others have been speculating that, in fact, a lot of these tech outlets have been hiring talent solely for the purpose of keeping this talent away from other tech outlets, despite the fact they didn't need that talent. And I'm actually curious what the merit and logic is to that. It's an interesting theory to say the least, but I kind of wonder why is it really just that competitive in the programming world? Is it that needy and greedy? It's hard to say right now, but all we can do Is pretty much just wish that all the people that are getting cut will be able to find jobs elsewhere. That's pretty much all we can do at this point. Someone in chat says that it's just saving money for the purpose of greed. I mean, it's possible, but I don't know. I have a feeling that if they wanted to go ahead and just cut jobs for the sake of the bottom line to help fatten wallets and whatnot... They would do it slowly to not draw attention. That's at least my thought on all this. But in any case, enough of talking about Meta. Instead, let's talk about other people doing bad things with Meta. Cerebral, a telehealth startup specializing in mental health, because, you know, that already sounds like a great start going ahead and having a tech firm That its sole purpose is to analyze your mental health. And you might be thinking, oh, Eagle, come on, you're living in the past. It's better to have it this way. That way, actual mental health is available for everyone. And you would be correct, except I know how this industry works. If any information is available on the internet, inevitably, what will happen is that someone who shouldn't have the information we will end up getting it. Cerebral admits that it, is sh- that it has been sharing patient data with Meta, TikTok, and Google. Slow freaking clap. Amazing. Simply amazing. Two of the three people I absolutely never want to know about my mental state. For crying out loud, I barely want my parents to know about my mental state, let alone the internet. Ugh. And this has been going on since 2019. Cool. Thanks. I hate it. Someone in a chat says the Virtus site is still ugly as sin. Yes, it is. <laughs> I have actually switched from, all right, here, Get... little off tangent rant. When I actually do the prep for this, the Verge would be one of the first places I go to for like, just to see like what's hitting the top news. Cause you, it's very easy to pick out with the verge up oh, real news, real news, obligatory, hot take obligatory, hot take really bad, hot take real news, hot take really bad, hot take steaming pile of garbage, add hot take actual news. It was actually very useful. Now the site's still unnavigatable, like you bring it up and first off their front page is in dark mode, which is what the, their entire site should be. But it's not for some reason. And then when you scroll through, nothing's in order, nothing. And now there's even more garbage on it, such as just random YouTube videos. They found that were interesting, reputable, reputable news source, by the way, but at the same time, they actually do cover news occasionally like they should be. But yeah, let me tell you that mental health data from all the way back in late 2019. Do you have any idea how much antidepressant companies would pay for, for that? And you might think, oh, but that's fine. Those who are really depressed need that kind of medicine. What if it's a less reputable one? What if it's like the same quality of pharmaceuticals as those really sketchy random products from China advertisements that you've been seeing on both YouTube and Twitter? You know, the ones like the ones that went ahead and tried to pitch a new way to weld. And all they did was just show soldering. Yeah, I'm still annoyed by that one. That one is, uh, yikes. But you're thinking, oh, don't worry. It was to meta, TikTok, and Google. They wouldn't sell. It. Yes, they would. Meta and TikTok, 100% would. Google, I would say wouldn't, but now I'm not so sure. Yeah. Someone in chat, as is Displate reputable or no? Um, I will say yes, only because I have not found, like, any source that's tried to, like, say, like, oh, man, they they've... They say they're making posters out of all metal, but it turns out it's made of lead or anything crazy like that. I haven't heard anything like that. I've, I'd say they're pretty reputable. Or should I go take the real influencer uh, route? Route. Uh, I think they are disreputable in all ways, shapes, and form. They are absolutely terrible and should never be trusted until they sponsor me. <laughs> No, what I said first is 100 percent accurate. Um, I I don't use disc plates. I've seen a lot of people use disc plates. I haven't heard anyone complain about them, so I'd say they're fine. The only thing that that seems a little off for me about disc plate from the get go is um the magnets don't really have any sort of really nice way to make sure that it's perfectly level every time. Like there's a lot of sh- there's a lot of obvious shifting that could easily happen. I think that might be a concern, but. That's the only criticism I can think of until evidence comes out saying something else, random question, but why not? You know, what else is random Samsung's space zoom. So here's, here's where this starts since the ga- the Samsung galaxy S 20 ultra Samsung has included a camera lens that has like a periscope view on it. In fact, mine actually has this, this, um, This camera right here, you might be able to see it on the live version, which you can see at twitch.tv slash Eagle Falcon. You can kind of see it has like a square opening there. It's because inside here it actually has a periscope and has the camera sensor go along a corkscrew to zoom in and out. So you actually get a real optical zoom, allegedly up to 100 times zoom. In reality, I want to say it's something like 20 times which is still a really good optical zoom. And then the rest of it is done digitally, meaning that they just enlarge pixels and try to clean up with AI, but they can't cause it's a phone. I hate to break it to you, but the original claim was that this zoom is so powerful, you could take pictures of the moon. It's quite the claim, impressive even. How well does this claim hold up? Well, if you try to take a picture of the moon, you're going to get a very good picture. Way better than you should. And there's a reason for this. It turns out, according to a Redditor, and based on the video footage they shot, the whole thing is fake. What they did is that they took a picture of the moon off the internet, used Photoshop to make it intentionally blurry so that there was no possible way to get any detail it is literally impossible to get this kind of detail but lo and behold when the samsung photo the samsung camera tries to take a picture of it magically detail that was not present in the original picture came into existence amazing now what's even better is that there was another picture taken there was another picture of this taken in which the redditor went ahead and took both both uh, put, took a picture of the moon copied it cut it in half and then went ahead and took a picture of it the whole picture of the moon got detail added to it detail that wasn't there to begin with i might add and then the half moon stayed blurry there's something in samsung phones that went ahead and just specifically went ahead to tweak only shots of the moon in their AI, whatever the heck they're doing. Now, Samsung went ahead and said that our cameras are so good and our AI smoothing technology is so fantastic, it can go ahead and clean up any shot that's out there. The thing is that they're not cleaning up the shot, they're literally adding details that weren't there and it was specifically of the whole moon. Samsung got caught red-handed trying to go ahead and say their cameras can take clean shots of the moon, and when they were caught, tried to just hand-wave it away as just going, "Oh no, it's just it, it's 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 AI algorithms and sp- stuffs. We're just that good." Even though it cleaned up the whole moon, but not the half moon that was there. Yeah, no, they definitely added something in the secret sauce of their camera only to make that commercial they posted long ago actually real. We're going to take our first break here. When we come back, we need to talk about AI and the absolute insano levels it is getting to nowadays. We will be back. Welcome back, Eagle Eyes on Tech. I'm Eagle Falcon. We're actually having a little bit of a uh, shift as someone brought to my attention this story that's seen so underreported that um, it actually did not hit my radar at all. Did you know there was a ransomware attack on frickin' Dish? I think the only people that know anything about it are Dish customers. And it looks like, in fact, this ransomware attack took place on the 28th of February. And as of right now, we still don't have a whole lot of details. Dish is just keeping everyone in the dark with this. Now, here's the funny thing. The story here, oddly enough, is not that yet another ransom attack happened. I mean, it is a story. Don't misunderstand me. The far bigger story is the fact that no one covered this story. That is how commonplace ransomware attacks have now gotten. The story is just not being touched. Like, oh, frickin TV provider got hacked. Whatevs some people can't go watch puppies or whatever plebs use their TVs for nowadays that aren't when sports balls are happening. Customers, however, still have service, but back end features are experiencing slow results and things like pay per view and whatnot are experiencing intermediate downtimes as they're still trying to get this. But the big thing here is that this ransomware attack took customer information. So things like billing are extremely difficult right now for Dish to do. But I tell you, I'm telling you the fact that so few want to cover this. It had to be brought to my attention by a viewer. And I freaking watch this kind of news like a hawk or pick some other bird of prey. It's not like there's enough of them in my name as it is. And it slipped because so few people are talking about this. When I went ahead to go ahead and verify the news that was given to me via our chat here at twitch.tv slash Falcon, the first couple of sources were from sites I never heard of. Sites that are used as just like blogs for frustrations about technology, AKA bleeping computer. It wasn't until TechCrunch Did we find an editorial page asking what the heck is going on at dish? And why do we not have more information about their ransomware attack? And I'll be perfectly honest. That's a very good question now, isn't it? Now someone in the chat believes that it's because a company known as Vanguard pretty much owns large chunks of the media and Vanguard owns part of dish and, or all of dish possibly. I don't know who all what Vanguard all owns right now, and they just don't want to talk about it. And that could be the thing is that I know Vanguard doesn't own a large chunk of other news outlets that have every prerogative of kind of just saying, Hey, 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 you okay? Hey. Give us words. Give us news. A, A, A. Just want to constantly poke all the other places like an annoying kid saying, g- give me news. I-, I-, I know want to go do investigative journalism. G- g- give me news. Or is this all a sign that the actual concept of journalistic integrity is even more dead than we originally thought? I mean, I'm, I'm sure myself and many others pretty much assumed it was dead in the political space. We just hoped that that was the only place it was actually done in we're going to keep an eye on that one for sure because i'm sure is dish is going to eventually be legally required to provide a metric ton of information or receive a metric amount of fines to the tune of you're no longer in business so that is definitely going to be one that we're going to hear more about eventually no matter how much their parent company doesn't want to be talked about all right let's talk about web3 Uh, Did I say Web 3? We're not talking about Web 3. We're talking about AI 3. Or is it AI 4? I forgot which version we're on now. But there is a lot of advances that happened this week in AI. First off, OpenAI and its GPT protocol reached version 4, featuring more ability to have, featuring the ability to go ahead and actually, you know, be better interpreting text be able to interpret images and, um, oh yeah, have, um, have fewer hallucinations. What, 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 why is my GPU hallucinating? <laughs> but this actually is an important part of all this. What it's referring to with hallucinations is that all of a sudden the AI takes a command and just wanders way off in the left field with it. Like for example, uh, people were reporting with the, early prototype of Bing that, um, they would go into a text command and then all of a sudden out of nowhere, uh, Bing would accuse them of being a liar and being actually against AI and wanting Bing's own destruction and being very, very combative and, uh, hurtful with its responses. It's basically a very accurate representation of being on 4chan. So, I mean, if you ever wanted that experience, you can go to Bing. So... That's good, because we've already seen how examples of search-based AI can go awry thanks to Bing. So this new version with, with GPT-4 is fantastic for that, because since, like I said, the beta of Bing already showed how that could go wrong. But there's a problem with that. The new Bing was using GPT-4 all along! Microsoft revealed on un- the reveal day of of GPT-4, that in fact Bing was always using this new protocol from the get-go and was the early testing grounds for it. You mean the AI that told me that I'm a big fat liar and that I said things that I clearly didn't because I can go back in the chat log and prove that I didn't? And that I was remembering things that I shouldn't and wanting my destruction? Oh no, that was the version with fewer hallucinations? What was the version three? How many hallucinations did that one have? D- did did that one just like straight up wanna go Skynet? Like what the <laughs> How is this the version with fewer hallucinations? I just, uh, my head, my head hurts. Is this what hallucinating feels like? I don't know. Oh man. Oh man. But while Microsoft pushes what AI can do and actually shows Very interesting models of what AI can do in the future. I actually didn't have enough time to research them because they were hours of very fascinating AI based videos, but, um, I already spend two to three hours doing the show prep as it is. I really didn't feel like adding another two onto what should be prep for a one hour podcast. It just didn't seem like a good idea, but while Google, while bit, I'm sorry. While Microsoft is working on that, gotta get my tech company straight. Google had opened up its AI language model, Palm, and it will also be pushing to challenge OpenAI and GPT-3. Wow, perfect timing, just in time to get uh, out versioned. Fantastic. Now, I think it's time we finally admit something. It is getting kind of scary what AI is able to do, and I've I've like jested what AI is able to do is like, oh man, We're going to go ahead and have the the AI freaking repossess itself for you not paying its bills or something silly like that. We are about to hit, and I mean this very seriously, there's no sarcasm in this whatsoever. We are about to see AI. In fact, we're not, not about to see, we are in the middle of seeing AI become the new tech frontier. It's already begun. You already see people very quickly trying to rush to put ai open open ai and gpt into just about everything using new ai language models trying to one up each other it is very quickly becoming an arms race of this technology and seeing what it is capable of and actually very quickly finding this thing to be able to do things like you remember a few years ago when the Biden administration took over and they said one of the things they wanted to do was to have fewer hard labor jobs and instead have them become programmers because you always need more programmers, but eventually you won't need any more coal miners. You don't need coders anymore. This is going to do it right here. It already can. It already can write very simple code based on what you type out in plain English with a very good success rate. And this is what it can do already. It is going to be insane what the tech, fr- what the tech world's gonna look like in the job market wise, in just a few short years. This technology is advancing so quickly in ways we just cannot comprehend anymore. Or we can a little bit, but it's it's going far faster than anyone thought possible. Remember not all that long ago, we are just like, oh, hey, look, AI can go ahead and put art together but it's just kind of derpy and man you have hands shaking hands shaking a sausage wrist that has two hands attached to each end like the AI art was not great and it was comical in a lot of ways and could be looked at as plagiarism in a way shape or form how long until you can't tell the difference how long do you think it'll be until AI art actually gets Hands correct. Two years, a year, a few more months. How about now? Right now, it has it cracked. Mid Journey's AI can now do hands correctly. And the pictures they're showing are AI generated. My eyes can tell that something is a little off, but it is extremely difficult to put it into words. Like this, this one picture of, a, um, of an Indian woman. At least I assume that's her ethnicity. The only thing that looks way off is that her arm looks way too skinny, like impossibly so, but that's about it. The hand might be a little too long, but it still looks plausible. Like it is nuts just how good this looks. Although in this one picture we're looking here, this guy's teeth look a bit too long. They look unnaturally long. This is going to accelerate the great debate between artists and AI to a point where this is going to be very, very interesting to watch this happen. And quite frankly, um, it's kind of nuts later on that same Twitter feed. What one, uh, Twitter puts out, we're going to need to, we're going to need skepticism and fact checking classes in schools <laughs> curriculum by next Friday. Yeah. It kind of is and the picture they show here is um, former President Trump kissing another man very openly, which um, I'm fairly certain that didn't happen. (laughs) It's nuts. It really, really is just how much this is advancing. Now, right now, AI does require a ton of compute. And I do mean a ton of compute. GPUs like you wouldn't believe required how long until there's dedicated hardware for it that can do it in fraction of the power how long until you can do it on your phone anyway that's enough uh ai doom scrolling for one day um let's talk about um let's let's get to some more light lighter hearty stories how about that huh microsoft is gonna be bringing xbox pc games and call of duty to cloud gaming with geforce now As Microsoft is going on this like tour of trying to get everyone to be convinced that in fact, Microsoft buying Activision Blizzard is the best, 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 bestest thing that could ever, ever happen for Microsoft Activision and the world. Once again, more games. Don't worry. They won't be exclusive. They're now on NVIDIA GeForce Now, a service I'm willing to bet you forgot existed. You did didn't you you are gonna admit it we're all friends here you forgot g-force now existed oh no don't don't you lie over there i see how they're going like hey i use it on the daily no you don't i see you with your steam deck you don't use it you play it natively but it is good to see microsoft actually extending the olive branch to far more than just everyone but sony and granted they tried to extend the olive branch to sony too it's just that sony is um i'm not gonna lie Uh, Sony's being a little baby about it. There's just no other way to say it. They really, really are. But right now it does look like the deal is supposed to go through, which is good because I want to have faith in Blizzard again. All right, there are rumors that the Google Pixel 7a is going to be out and we have very few details about this phone. It is quite a mysterious enigma and we can only imagine what it looks like. I'm just kidding, of course. Google actually managed to leak out the entire whole blasted thing. You know how Apple is incredibly secretive about, um, the hardware they launch, have some of the strictest NDAs in all of tech go up above and beyond to make sure that no one, not a soul can go ahead and get even the finest detail. And the best we can do is just go directly to Foxconn itself and, uh, Gather info. Google is the exact opposite of that. They suck at keeping secrets at all. Someone in chat asks, "Is Google doing this on purpose?" I don't think so, because it's sucking the oxygen out of the room. If they're trying to build up hype for the next Pixel phone, they are doing a terrible job. So this phone looks an awful lot like the previous versions of the phone. We're expecting to see it launch in um. We're expected to launch in July 2023, and um, yeah, as far as we can tell, it looks like it's going to be pretty much very similar to the current one. Here is what I got to say, though, and I say this is someone who is looking to move out of his phone. Google, Google, listen to me. All right. If you want me to go ahead and choose this phone over Samsung, over an iPhone, or over any other high-end phone that has a good camera, good audio, and all that that I need for vlogging, then you need, underline need, to get these stability issues under control. Because quite frankly, the performance I saw on the last generation Pixel phone was awful. Awful. There's no other way to say it. And this needs to be cleaned up. Absolutely. One hundred percent. So you can show me all the hardware you want, whether intentional or by accident, but it's not going to matter unless you fix the software. There are rumors saying that the PS6 is in development and that quite possibly the PS5 will not have a pro version this time around. I don't know if I believe it. To think that we're just going to go straight from the PS5 and have a PS6 within a few years seems a bit far fetched, but what it also appears to be is that while they're saying the hardware design has been finalized, they're not going to launch it before 2028. How, how can you have the, the hardware finalized if you don't even know it's going to come out for five years? How can you have the plan finalized for what the hardware is going to be? Freaking NVIDIA and AMD's roadmap barely goes out that long. This is stupid. Look, I'll just tell you this right now. They're not going to have anything finalized for another two years minimum if they're going to aim for a 2028 release because they want to go ahead and make sure that when this console launch, it is on the cutting edge. And that also they're going to focus more now, to be perfectly honest, on making sure they can actually produce the blasted thing because I don't want the same meme that has been said in my chat to go ahead and go elsewhere that the freaking PS5 is a frickin' unicorn. By the way, it is much easier to get PS5s now. I'm not even kidding. They are still pretty expensive at about 500 bucks, though. In fact, actually, let's go ahead and get an update on that. Let's go ahead and go to PlayStation.com. I think is the right one. Yes, it is. All right, let's go ahead. Let, let's go ahead and see if the PS5 is actually in stock right now. It is fully in stock. It is fully 100% in stock. So there we go. If if you've been holding off again a PS5, it now does exist. Like a hundred percent there's no like I had to. How long ago did I do mine? Like October, November of last year? Someone in chat says it is still a unicorn in the Czech Republic. Well, I can't speak for the Czech Republic. If they're having trouble getting them, I don't know what to tell you. It looks like here that it's not the case. I don't know why they're having trouble getting it to your area. That's between you and and them issue. Uh, someone in chat asked, did you get the disc or the digital version? That's really up to you. I personally feel a lot more comfortable paying the extra hundred for the disc version, just cause, um, eventually the digital store will go away. It might not be for another 10 or 20 years, but eventually it will go away. And I would much rather be able to, after the sunsetting of the online services, still be able to go ahead and fire up games in it using the disc. Hopefully that would still work. But that is just me and also the ability to get used games and save a little bit of money down the road. And eventually as a streamer, seen as how I'd most likely be getting a lot of games for it, eventually make my hundred bucks back just in fun saving for used versions. But anyway, back to the story, the thought of the PS6 being imminent is silly to me. I do think, however, the thought that the PS5 Pro has been shelved. I don't know about that. I think we will see a PS5 Pro version or maybe we won't see a PS5 Pro version. Maybe we'll just see a PS5 Slim version. That actually seems more likely because man, the PS5 is not a small console by any stretch of the imagination. Like, have you seen this thing? I know everyone's talked about it, but holy cow. This thing is so big, it is like furniture on my desk. <clears throat> it's massive. Like I know early on everyone's like, oh man, that thing looks like a Linksys router. Dude, if your Linksys router is this big, you need help. It is actually bigger than the cubbies in my shelf. It is roughly the width of a Nintendo Switch. And one, two, it's about four switches high. There we go. Eagle Eyes on tech. The only, podca- the only audio podcast dumb enough to give you visual representation using of a console using another console. Someone in chat says I see PS5 getting an accessory for digital to have a disk drive. I don't. And the fact that sony is getting more and more um we'll say oppressive with the way they're trying to control their games especially with the way they're like duking it out with uh microsoft i don't see them being friendly with the way they handle their games anytime soon that being said i'd love to be wrong i really would we actually went longer than i thought we're gonna go go ahead and take our last break here even though i thought our last one was our last break When we come back, we'll talk about Apple, weird stories, and of course, the weirdest stories. We will be back. Welcome back Eagle Eyes on Tech. I'm Eagle Falcon. All right, let's talk about YouTube for a minute. YouTube, going with our intermittent plan of Greed is now raising its TV subscription prices. It's YouTube TV subscription prices to $73 up from 65. And keep in mind this is per month. What the heck is this service that they think they can charge that What the, what what is this? Dude, this is getting dangerously close to and I mean, I said this before the I thought this before I saw The Verge making the exact same joke, but this is getting dangerously close to cable pricing. What on earth is all included in this? Is it just like all TV? Can I get can I get TV I normally can't get? Can I get QI? I need to know how many moons the earth has. Although they switched to a different host now, didn't they? I just, I, I don't know what to say about this. I'd have to look closer into it, but man, $73 a month for any service for me personally is a tough pill to swallow unless it's like, you know, groceries, electric, heat, filling up my gas tank. I would say twice, but now it's about once, but it is hard to justify $73 a month for any one particular thing that's entertainment related, unless it is like all you need. That is, uh, whoa. Whoa. Someone at chat asked, why don't you get Hulu with ads? Now you have a full TV experience. I'm actually stunned to find out that Hulu with ads does not include everything. There was, and this, this actually annoyed me to no end. Because uh, I got started on a very, I don't, like, a very, uh, strange anime called Maiden Abyss. And I found out, in order for me to continue watching and getting, getting the newest seasons that uh, Hulu with ads, or without ads, is not enough. You need, like, their premium TV service, which includes, or what they call Hulu Live, and that was, like, $60 a month or something crazy like that, and it's just like, forget that! So, even though you have those Netflix and whatnot, there are still services out, there's still things they don't include, which is really infuriating. But, I mean, when you start getting to this kind of money, it is very difficult To go ahead and justify that sort of thing back in the day you could try and say it for cable because cable basically for the time had pretty much anything you'd ever need and back then we didn't have netflix we didn't have hulu we had basically nothing other than what was on cable all freaking 600 channels of it that nothing good was ever on or a trip down to blockbuster or eventually redbox when that existed to go ahead and grab some Newish video that you went ahead and watched once, said that was a nice experience, and then said you'd be a good boy and return it the next day, and then you didn't. You instead you went ahead and copied it, and then put your blank copy of your VHS in your clat in your cabinet, and then returned the rental. You pirate, you. Come on, we know you did it. We all did it. Why else would you have two VCRs? We know. We all know. We all did it. Anyway, seventy-three dollars too high. Moving on. Apple. His planning on. Shiving us once again. So let's go back a little bit. All right. First things first. Do you know why the iPhone still has the lightning port and no other Apple device does, except for that mouse. No one wants. It's very simple. Apple makes royalty fees on any and all lightning accessories. However, thanks to the EU, Apple is now being brutally forced to go ahead and adopt USB-C. This means the empire of making a few cents on every lightning device sold ever is about to go out the window because USB-C is an open standard. You can't do any sort of royalty deal like that because you don't own the connector, right? (laughs) Ah, you foolish fool. Of course Apple would find a way to go ahead and mess up USB-C. Why did you think they wouldn't? Rumors say that Apple plans to wall garden USB-C to go ahead and limit charging and data rate speeds if you don't have an Apple certified USB-C device or a made for iPhone device. But people are very quick to point out that this may not align with the EU rules. Have you seen the fines that the EU enforces on companies? They won't care. They absolutely won't. I a hundred percent guarantee you we're going to see this. These USB-C devices that if they're, if they are just bog standard USB-C charging cables, I guarantee you it's going to charge five Watts on an iPhone. Even my big one that can do up to 100 Watts on an iPhone five, I guarantee it. If I go ahead and hook it up along with my battery that can pump out up to 60 Watts five guaranteed, but here's the killer part. The EU law says that if a device can be charged by USB-C, it has to charge at the maximum available wattage, that it can't restrict it. So here's the new theory. It doesn't say anything up. Someone in chat just got it some. It doesn't say anything about restricting the data speeds. Oh boy. Welcome to the new world where if you don't have the right USB-C, Even though the whole point of USB-C was to be the one port to rule them all. Well, bad news. Now you need to go ahead and guess what kind of USB-C you actually need. And it better be one that Apple approves of because otherwise I hope you enjoy your five megabits per second transfer speed. I pulled that number straight on my butt, by the way. Can you imagine with that iPhone pro and that ProRes image quality trying to transfer that over, over five megs a second, hundreds of gigabytes. Transferred over by Meg's estimated time of completion three days. That'll show you for not buying that Apple cable. And I'm telling you, MKBHD is on board with me on this one. I've been preaching this for a while, ever since someone found this little bylaw. I've actually been saying that Apple is going to do this since before the EU law even came into effect. I still think that the iPhone 15 Pro will be the or the new iPhone. Is it 15? Whatever the new iPhone will be, Pro, the Pro version, that will have USB-C. And that little one, that regular iPhone, I almost guarantee you no USB port at all. I think that one is going to be wireless only because it says if a device can be charged by wire, well, now it can't be charged by any wire. Now it has to be charged wirelessly. And that... Apple does make full royalties on. Aren't technicalities great? They're just so much fun. Just fan <laughs> That base iPhone, I'm, te- I'm telling you, it, this is gonna be the new push to go ahead and just say, you know what? I wanna go for an iPhone Pro just because I wanna have a cable. All of you preaching about how, man, I want a headphone jack in my phone. Give it two years. All of you are gonna start going, I want a charging port on my phone. Don't doubt me. The future is coming and I hate it. On the bright side though, uh, Apple is working on natural language updates for Siri and planning on redesigning the Mac OS Ventura TV app. First off, I guarantee you it's not going to be the macOS Ventura update. Cause by the time they introduce it, it's going to be a new version of Mac OS. We're going to see these kind of updates in, um, at WWDC. You're, I guarantee you, any software or hardware updates you start or uh, rumors you start seeing for Apple, don't expect them to appear before June. This is all going to be stuff that's going to be saved for WWDC. By the way, there we're going to see our Mac Pro. And we're going to see, is it an even bigger Mac Mini? Is it an iMac Pro? Or is it the cheese grater we love? I'm hoping for cheese grater. But my money is on iMac. I'm willing to bet the new Mac Pro is going to be an iMac. But if you're talking, if you want to, while you're planning out your product bingo, let me ha- let me introduce you to one you didn't have on your list, ladies and gentlemen. Razer has introduced a tempered no, gl- oh, excuse me, a tempered glass mouse pad to help with gaming. Tempered glass mouse pad. I'll give them credit. It'll be easier to clean than my current mouse pad. I have like a little uh. I have a little f- cheap felt one here that I got for free from Twitch. When I went to Twitch Chicago, I mean, it's dirty, gringy, grungy, uh, a, a glass mouse pad. That'd be much easier to clean without a doubt. But, um, I don't know what Razor is smoking, but they need to smoke less of it. Zona, at, Zona chat asks, is Razer run by Tesla? No, they're just this stupid. Razer felt for CES. They should introduce a cartoon snake talking about the environment. They've kind of lost touch with their entire consumer base. Cause let me tell you what gamers really don't care about. They don't care about a cartoon lecturing them. That's what school is for. Gaming is to escape school. Gaming is to escape literally everything else trying to go and try and go and tell them what to do with their lives. And Razer still has not given us the toaster they promised. Where's our toaster Razer? All right, let's get into some weird stuff. Faces of the dead are showing up in facial recognition sites, and it appears to be done via leaks through ancestry websites. How creepy would that be that you go through facial recognition? It's like, Oh, who am I? And it like links you up with like Abraham Lincoln or just like all these other web or all these other like long since deceased relatives. That's just like, how did they get those? They've. There's no way they could have given consent, Like facial recognition in general, has been creepy. It's getting even creepier. Anyway, there you go. That's all I have to say about it. I hate this is pretty much. Thanks. I hate it. Um. Uh, but in any case, let's go with something else. That's even that's even more terrifying somehow. Let's talk about the story that made Jigglypuff cry. The Pokemon company has put up a help wanted post on LinkedIn to find someone with NFT knowledge, Web3 knowledge, and Web3 investment connections. (sighs) I'm shocked, but not surprised. If anything, I'm more surprised Pokemon took this long to hop on board the bandwagon. I am disappointed they are trying to hop on the bandwagon. I wish the Pokemon company, much like freaking Square Enix, who, by the way, Reports are coming out that the reason the CEO stepped down was because the board forced him out for not embracing NFTs hard enough. And if that's the case, holy cow, holy cow, so much more gutting of that board needs to happen. Needs to happen. Because I don't know what's going on in Japan. And I've heard this constantly. It's like, it's okay for them to go after NFTs because in Japan, NFTs are more popular. So what? Guess what? Square Enix exists outside of Japan. Pokemon Company exists outside of Japan. They are global companies. And guess what? You still have to go ahead and plan as though you are a global company. So going ahead with moves like this that absolutely infuriate the rest of the world means that, you know, you're shooting your business propositions in the foot stop it especially this crazy mentality of trying to go ahead and push nfts and crypto after literally the entire financial world now saw thanks to sam bankman freed that almost everything in crypto is just one giant massive grift because guess what crypto believe it or not is still to this day an asset totally powered by blind faith and backed by literally, not figuratively, literally nothing other than everyone else's stupidity to buy into it. And guess what? These NFTs, no freaking different. Stop this nonsense. Stop trying to get in on something you think is a fad. Cause guess what? The fad is dead. Everyone hates it and everyone hates you for going with it. And anyone who who continues to try and defend this nonsense is just as blind and ignorant as the people trying to go ahead and hawk this nonsense. It needs to stop. Because all this is going to do in the end is end up scamming people who don't know any better. So they end up losing to both the company trying to hawk this nonsense and then lose out to the people who sold it to them in the first place. All this nonsense is is one giant grift and in some cases, a full blown Ponzi scheme, because the value can't go up unless you can get more people in. Hmm. Where have I heard that before? Hmm. Crazy how that works. Isn't it? So no, my disappointment could not be any, could not be any higher. It really couldn't. I need a palate cleanser. How about some ketchup? That's a palate cleanser. Right? Ladies and gentlemen, I give you the last burp, the last story of the day, the weirdest story of the week. Someone in chat says Eagle, Japanese company in Japan's were accepting NFTs. They're not a Japanese company. They're a global company. Still, I know you're baiting, but I can't stress it enough. Square Enix, Sony Entertainment and the Pokemon Company. Believe it or not, they are not Japanese companies. They originate in Japan, but they're not Japanese companies. They are global companies. Back to catch up. I present to you the last part of the last story of the day, the weirdest story of the week. Heinz! Is launching a tomato awareness campaign in Fortnite. Tomato awareness campaign. So the whole thing starts with a campaign called SOS Tomatoes, a map that is designed to highlight a genuine good cause the failing levels of the falling levels of topsoil quality worldwide due to over farming. And this is leading to a lower quality. And and it's causing lower quality of tomatoes It is actually causing a rapid rate in which the soil health is declining. Now there's a couple of things about this. One, no one in Fortnite cares. No one in Fortnite has even the most basic concept of agricultural anything. Second, let's pretend they did. You have now raised awareness of over farming. Now what? Like this is more something that should be brought up with oh I don't know actual experts actual people who are you know knowledgeable in soil health what makes soil health whether it is just simple as adding additional nitrogen to the soil or whatever it may be I just don't know how this nightmare character with a piece of pizza on his chest and a tomato for a head with a Pringles mustache is going to help fix the soil. I just. How, how much of it did they smoke over there? That at this point is the real question we need to ask ourselves. Folks, that is going to do it for this episode of Eagle Eyes on Tech. Thank you so much for listening. And I do encourage you to check out the daily podcast. The early burb briefing. Which hares. Well, it's going to be back to an everyday schedule but it is going to be drastically shorter we're going back to the old format of single topic four minutes sharp that's it but also check out my twitch page twitch.tv slash eagle falcon we're going to try and have more consistent streams as everything gets more um settles down a little bit at least take care and I hope you have a great day Question though. Like, real talk here for a second. If Heinz actually did legitimately believe in this sort of thing and didn't just want to go ahead and shove their face into the Fortnite community just to go ahead and say, hey, we're Heinz, we're totally concerned about this one thing. If they actually care about over farming, why not partner up with, like, say, oh, I don't know, Animal Crossing, Harvest Moon, Sardew Valley, Minecraft? Pick a game that has farming in it. There's so many other games you could have like. Illustrated this sort of fact, but but no, we had to go with Fortnite, the, the most infamous game for agriculture, said no one ever. I, I just, oh, the worst part about this, is that that tomato face is going to haunt my nightmares. And you guys are so lucky you're watching, the you're listening to this as an audio only version.